Welcome to Stacking Stones Podcast. Hey everyone, this is Pastor Mark, and today I have a dear friend of mine uh, on the podcast with us, Lindsay Beasley. Will you say hello, Wynn, Lindsay? Hi, everyone. Well, if you're new to Stacking Stones Podcast, we have one purpose in mind, and that's to give testimony of hearing God and seeing His miracles. And Lindsay's going to share um, a recent conversation she and I had um and she was just sharing about how God was speaking to her and how he moves in her life. And it was so huge to me. I was like, hey, would you be willing to share that on our podcast? And um, she was, of course, excited to share about how God's moving in her life. But before you do that, Lindsay, would you mind just sharing a little bit about your background, who you are, so people get an idea of, of, of what's going on in your life right now? Yeah, absolutely. I live in Waxahachie, Texas. We moved here a few years ago. I have a husband of 13 years and two sweet girls, eight and four. And I love living in a small town. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. We actually used to work in ministry together years and years ago. So uh, just a wonderful time in our lives. So, um, okay. So tell us a little bit, you know, you want to step into sharing the -hmm. testimony. Okay, cool. Go for it. Right. And so when I saw you a few weeks ago, I was sharing how I had woken up that morning and had a really grumpy feeling like I had immediately woken up before my eyes even opened. I had these thoughts like I'm really tired still. Today's going to be hard, like those types of thoughts. And I was sharing with you that I used to believe that I could say, oh, I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And that was like my excuse for being grumpy the rest of the day as if there is a wrong side of the bed. Um, Newsflash, there is not. That is a choice. So I immediately um, started praying like, God, I want to have a really good day. I don't want to have a feeling when I wake up that dictates how I view the rest of the day. So show me how to have fun. Show me how to enjoy this. Show me how with work and kids and everything going on. And I started hearing little promptings. Um, So I got my kids to school and normally on Monday mornings, the second I drop them off, I head into work and work nonstop until I pick them up. But I had this unique break at the beginning of my day. And I heard a couple things. I heard to change one appointment and bump it to later, which honestly at the time did not make logical sense. I didn't want to work when the appointment would have to be in order to have it later. I had plenty of time that morning since I had an easy morning. And then I thought these appointments are booked way out in advance. I don't want to text them. And then it looked like irresponsible that I'm changing last minute. And I had all these judgments about how that would appear if I had done that. Um, But I kept hearing it. So I texted and easily she was like, oh, no problem. That's better for me. Okay, great. And then I had a prompting to go to a coffee shop, take my computer. I felt like the Lord said, If you can be around other people, again, I live in a small town. I'm going to see people I know at the coffee shop and have some little fun interactions socially. That's going to help boost your mood. So I went and I did that. And I did. I saw like five people that I knew in an hour and a half and really enjoyed it. And I left the coffee shop feeling so much better, like so much better. I know if I had stayed at home and worked, it would have been way easier to like stay in my funk that I kind of felt. Um, and so I had to go drop a package at UPS, which I never drive that way. And on the way home, I saw this lady picking weeds in her front yard 
this would have been when I would have had that first session had I not moved it. Okay. And so I was kind of paying attention to the timing, wondering if something was going to happen. Like, why would I move the appointment? I thought, well, she said it's better for her the later time. Maybe it was just for her. And that's enough. But I was kind of like, had my spidey senses up, you know, like I was kind of like paying attention. I saw this lady picking weeds in her front yard. And as I kept driving, I heard, I mean, I had the music going like an interrupting thought popped into my head, like stopped me in my tracks and said, she's not okay. You need to go check on her. And I kept driving and I thought that was weird. Um, I'm not going to drive up to a stranger that's happily picking weeds in her front yard and ask her if she's okay. She looks fine. Like I was arguing. And then I thought, oh, that was probably just me. Like a weird intrusive thought. That was probably just me. I don't know. It was weird. And I kept driving and I heard, and this time I knew it was God's voice. I heard, um, if you choose to disobey me, that's fine. I'll accomplish my purpose another way. But you asked me to bring you joy today. And I'm trying to do that. I'm telling you she's not okay. And it was it was loving, but it was firm. Like, oh, you are writing me off as a random thought. I'm going to make it really clear to you that that's not what it is. So if you disobey wow. me, you know, we both know that you knew. You know, we both know <laughs> that you're disobeying me. So I turned my car around. I wove back to this neighborhood I've never been in. And I found her picking weeds in her front yard, or so I thought. And I rolled my window down and I said, ma'am, I know this sounds so odd, but are you okay? And I want to preface this by saying on the way there, I was throwing an emotional tantrum in my head. Like I was like, this is so dumb. I'm going to look dumb. I'm going to look crazy. I had to, I was still arguing. Like I'll be honest. I really wasn't doing it with a lot of joy. I wasn't expectant. I was like, I'm going to look dumb to this stranger. And, and I had to say, if she looks at me and says, get away from me, why would you, then that's fine. You know, I always look at hearing God like a learning practice. You never arrive. You're always just practicing, practicing, practicing. And I'm okay with making mistakes if it is in an attempt to be in alignment with God. I'm okay with looking dumb. I'm okay. So I kind of worked into that headspace. So I rolled down the window and I said, ma'am, um, this might seem odd, but I just have this sense that you need help. Um, is there anything I can help you with? I'm thinking she's going to be like, sure, come pick weeds, you know? And she's on all fours in her yard and she turns her head. And the second I see her, I realize she's elderly and bawling, like bawling. And I went, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm going to pull over, you know, because I'd really just pulled up on the side of the road and rolled the window down. So I backed into her driveway and I got out and she said, I was picking weeds and my back went out. I've been stuck here. I don't know how long I've been here, hours, and cars are driving by and I'm crying and trying to yell and no one's hearing me. Uh, I know. Uh, and I'm immediately, my mind was like, oh my gosh, Jesus, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Oh, I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, so I hop out of the car. I go over to her. I'm able to help her kind of get a little bit more stable sitting down. And then I call 911 because I'm thinking, all the people I know that could help me get her up. Um, she's 87, by the way. And so I was worried if I just yanked on her arms, I would hurt her. You know, so um, everyone I know that could help me was unavailable. So I called the police. And while we're waiting on them to arrive, she says, I've been kind of lonely lately. Could we talk? I said, sure. Right. I love talking. 
Talking's great. Yeah, let's talk. And she asked me where I lived. And when I told her the house I live in, she started crying. She told me her husband had recently passed away and they used to have all their date nights in my home because my home is a historic home that used to be a restaurant. Aww. And so that was so meaningful to her that we lived in a home with our young family that they had had so many special dates in. Um, and we just hit it off. She does not have kids. She's still very, very active. Um, and her back went out. And she said her husband, before he passed away, kept a really pristine yard. And she was wanting to honor him and continue to do that. But the weeds have just been really challenging for her to keep up with, to bend over. Um, it was also like 105 degrees the day I found her. Wow. So I know. So the firemen came. One fun thing is that my husband's best friend was the fire truck driver that day. So I got to see him. And earlier that morning when the Lord told me to go to the coffee shop and he said, you're going to see people today that bring you a lot of joy. Like the second I saw him get out of the fire truck, I thought, of course, of course, this is exactly the day you woke up cranky. Yeah. The day I woke up cranky (laughs) um, and was like the whole day in the first 30 seconds of being conscious from sleep, I decided the whole day was going to be awful, you know? Um, and for Dora is her name, the lady we have kept up on the phone and I'm actually going to visit her tomorrow. Um, one thing that I had mentioned to you the day I saw you is that in the weeks previous, I had prayed that the Lord would bring me a widow to support. And for the last decade, I've taken the verse to care for the widows and orphans in their distress really seriously. And I have had one recently. Um, and they are getting remarried and I can feel that that sense is no longer, that need is no longer there. I can sense that. Um, and so just two days before this, I had prayed like, Lord, I'm in a town that I'm pretty new to. I don't know a ton of people here. I don't know another widow. Can you please bring them to me? Like, I want Mm -hmm. to live out this verse. Please show me how to do that. I don't know who to support. And then, um, this all happened. She's recently widowed and everything. So we're going to meet up tomorrow. I'm taking my girls. And we're going to hang out. And I asked if we could just check on her a couple times a month. I said, I'm new to the area. You probably have a million friends, but you know, I'm new. I'm always looking for new friends if you're open to it. And she was. So that was my morning. Yeah. Okay. So that was so much fun to hear it again. (laughs) So can can I ask you a couple of questions? Yes, please. So, so at one point, I, I think I recall you saying um, you got up and you prayed, um, but then it moved into asking and then you heard some. some so when you hear God, um, like at one point, I think I thought you said it was a thought. So do you hear it like a thought in your head all the time, most of the time? What's I would say it used to be mostly pictures and now it's more thought. Now it's more, I'll have a thought. And then I do kind of ask myself a few questions about when I have a thought, you know, to ensure it's from the Lord. Like, does it align with scripture? Does it align with God's character? If I hear it and it's a, and it makes me feel guilty or shameful, then God wouldn't use that voice. Right. You know, certain Excellent. things like that. There are some that, questions. That's a great, I love that you shared that because mm-hmm. that's a great way to, to assess Mm-hmm. what you're hearing and if it's shame and condemnation right that's not the voice of god but that's no. 
That's not a fruit of the spirit at all. Absolutely. But I used to think it was, and now I realize it was fear. And I was assigning way too much value to the voice of fear. And it was really detrimental for me. So I tried to really think about the God that I know is so loving and kind and caring and clear, like clear, like it's not like when I said I was disobeying, you know, it's not like do what you want, but he still communicated in such a kind way, you know? Yeah. So, so, um, that part when you drove past, Mm -hmm. um, and then when you were driving up, you mentioned, well, let's start with driving past. Let's start Mm -hmm. there. So when you drove past, um, you heard, you started challenging, I think, the thought yourself, and then the Lord even, like, clarified it. Yes. Like, all, all my, my purposes will still be met, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. So well, that's, that, how do you receive that? Like, I, I mean, I, I heard your how you testified, but, like, was that like well, a, oh. I went, I went, whoa, and I immediately turned the car <laughs> Okay, cool. Okay, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah that, that was, I, I I find that wonderfully refreshing. Um because I have conversations like that at times and um I hear people talk about they'll use phrases like the Lord has to hit me over the head or he really gave it to me this time. And my experience with interacting with God is, is um, I don't have I'm not, he doesn't hit me over the head uh, while he is firm. And um, at times I never feel berated, um, ridiculed, harmed or hit over the head or anything harsh like that. And it was still, he still said, you have a choice. It wasn't, if you don't do this, I'm going to get you. It was, oh, I'm still going to take care of her. You just asked me for opportunities to have joy and I was giving you one. But you can absolutely choose not just know that it is my voice and I am asking you to do this and you are disobeying. But it was not. And then if you disobey, these are all the things I'm going to do with, for you. It was just I'm giving you an invitation. You can reject it. With my invitation comes good gifts. Oh, so it's really in your best interest to do it. But if you don't, I'll still take care of her. You'll be fine. Um, but your day will not be as fulfilling as it could have been if you would obey. Wow. Like- Wow, like that was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Uh, I I, I, th- I thought the I thought God having the fire truck driver be a personal friend of yours. Um, <laughs> I just thought that was like his generosity of going over the top of mm-hmm. of um of of just showing you love. Like 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 there's not one part in that testimony that that. I mean, that's kind of big. I mean, I'm like, really? Of all the fire trucks, of all the people, the fire. Know. Man, you know, and he's not even at the station that works that area. He was like randomly on call at a different station that day. Um, and I just am so thankful for him because he's so good to my husband. And I don't see him very often just with life and work and kids. So it really was so fun. And then he, since he's a fireman, has been able to do follow ups on her as well. Um, and that I even get that intel, you know, that I even know that because I know him is just so fun. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm so moved by the sweetness of how God interacted with you that day, that you would, um, the way he responded in, in such a, 
just so the kindness that he showed you, the the generosity that he showed you, and um, and and it sounded like you had a really joyful day. Like how amazing! You, you saw me after I was like buzzing. I know I was it was so plugged in. <laughs> it was so cool, and I I'm just I love that um, that you live in that way. I love that you have connecting and and you have such a relationship that I like to use the phrase conversational intimacy so there's a there's conversation and it's it's close it's it's um it's it's your known like you're sharing very personal details with the Lord and you're having the conversation and he loves you he loves all of us really in such a way that that he wants to have these conversations with us and he wants to bless us in such a way that we'll um like there's no way that day could have happened that amazingly without you having that conversation with him and letting him lead and letting you follow even if you were like this lady's gonna blow me off (laughs) you know like what what response and here you are getting to visit her this week with your kids and you made a new friend and i mean like even though we're talking about you hearing God and you interacting and you being blessed and, but to, to listen to you share the woman's joy at remembering the place that she and her husband who had passed away, like they'd love to go that they went on date night. I'm like, God is super. I mean, he worked out, the Many most years beautiful mm-hmm. yeah he he worked out the most beautiful of beautiful moments in such a way that that everyone was was like win-win when we talk about mutually beneficial relationships where everybody wins and everything it, that to me it's set, that your testimony is such a character of how god is is so innate is so able to move all the different pieces so that everyone is blessed and everyone has joy and everyone has um like it's it's beyond our understanding that that's possible and that god is always working on my behalf behind the scenes right when even when things feel bleak you know in different seasons of my life i'm like this is something he had arranged she said they started eating here in like the 80s wow so just so cool i wasn't even born (laughs) (laughs) and um knowing that the lord is always writing a really beautiful story you know even when you can't necessarily see all the details in the moment yeah Mm -hmm. and and to know that he that he loves you that much and he loves her that much and he loved the firemen that much and he loved all the people that got to connect with you at the coffee shop like his his love is overflowing pouring out um all over to all of us it's um and it's a he is available to all of us like he wants to have our lives interact in that way that it's not just miraculous because i've had some some folks on the podcast that shared some really miraculous moments in their life and and some supernatural healings yet the beauty 
of the joy that he wants to have a relationship with us, just walking and talking with him is, um, is for everyone. You know, that, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's a story of the Bible. He's interacting with people like that's, it's so beautiful and holy and amazing. So I'm super excited to hear your testimony and how fun it is. Um, I have a question about, I'm wondering, have you been able or did, did, did you share your morning and what God, that God led you to, um, I forgot you named her name, Fedora. Did you, have you been able to like share with her, like God led you to that? Or is that something you're not? Okay. okay. No, I think I will. Once I see her in person again, obviously the morning I was with her, she was pretty busy, you know? Right. I, I just didn't know if you've, you've seen her again or not. Okay, yeah. great. So yeah. I did yeah, like, I'm so glad God brought us together. And she was like, I do like God. And I went, well, great. You know, so it was a little bit of like a touch. And then I found, I found out since she's actually very hard to book with because she's so busy because she works so much in her church and is constantly taking meals to shut-ins and taking her friends to rehab and all these things. So I've actually tried to get on her books many times. She is the one that is very popular. So. So uh, isn't that interesting that she is is really busy helping others and that morning god moved in such a way to help her mm-hmm. that was um it's kind of miraculous and supernatural and just mm-hmm. amazing it, the way he connected it, it, you it really looked like she was just picking weeds it did not look like she was in distress at all well sure yeah i, I mean i could i even have the picture of her on all fours and probably and wasn't facing and all these garden tools like it just didn't look like anything you, you were almost going to be weeding someone's yard. I, I thought <laughs> I'm going to offer to help her and she's going to go, here's some gloves, get to work. And I was going to yeah. say, okay. Awesome. <laughs> I guess that's well, I think I what a sweet message that is to her helping other people get to the doctor and get places and go places. And yet here he is. I see you. I know you need help. I'll bring someone. So how, how beautiful. So. Super amazing, Lindsay. How fun is that? So I love that you're willing to share um, waking up cranky and then talking to the Lord about it and then having him basically order your day. Yeah. And uh, what does the word say? You know, we plan our um, we plan our day and he orders our steps. Absolutely. And can I say one more thing just to add to it? Sure. When you were speaking about previous podcasts and big miracles and, you know, people hearing these big things, um, which I've had those and I'm thankful. Um, But really, when I started really practicing hearing God, really, really practicing hearing God, I heard a quote from a very, very famous pastor once that said, when people come to me and ask me to pray for healing, I said, yes, I'm always practicing praying for healing. And this is like a pastor that's like worldwide, super famous, but he always came with this humility, you know, this humility. And he would say, I'm practicing having faith. I'm pra-, and he would use that word like out loud. And I that really stuck with me because when I first started, well, I didn't grow up knowing that people heard God's voice first off. So I was an adult before I, I was an adult married before I knew that was something that actually happened that people pursued anything like that. Um, I used to think I just want to hear and get the huge miracle. That's like flashy and 
big and like, oh my gosh, you'll never believe it. Everyone's like, wow, this is crazy. You know, that type of just like massive, like, and it came from a good place. It was immature, but it came from a good place. I'll be honest in saying like my desire was immature because I think some of that was self-seeking. Like, God, I really want to know I hear your voice. And if it's dramatic, it will confirm it for me. Um, and I had this dream once and it was a baseball diamond and I was on the team in the dugout, which if you know me at all, you know, I'm not sporty. So this was already, I was like, what is this about? Cause this is not a memory in any way. And Jesus was in the stands and I was yelling at him from the dugout. I'll go in the game. If you swear, I'll hit a home run. If you swear, I'll hit a home run. I'll go in the game. And he kept looking at me and smiling. And he goes, oh, I just come because I love to see you play. I said, mm-hmm. no, but I'll go on. The, I'll go on the mound. Oh, you know, or the, is the mound where you hit? I don't know. Wherever you hit it from. I don't <laughs> know sports. <laughs> I don't know sports. It's I'll not, go to, but go ahead. I'll go to home plate. That's it. I'll go to home plate. <laughs> and, and I'll swing. If you promise me, I'll get a home run. And even in the dream, I knew. This is me going to him saying, I'll hear you and I'll obey. If you swear, I'll knock it out of the park. And Jesus was just sitting there going, man, I just love to watch you play. And I said, but I don't want to just play. I want to blow it out of the water, like for your kingdom and all these different things. And he said, if you're not willing to swing and miss, you will never hit a home run for me. But I'm just going to be here to love to watch you play. And if you're in the dugout, I'll love watching you in the dugout. And if you swing and miss, I'll love it. And if you hit a home run, I'll love it. But I'm just going to love you. You get to decide how exciting this all gets to be for you. And after that, it was really like, I mean, I woke up and I immediately knew what the dream meant. I knew that I had been yelling at him from the dugout that I didn't want to practice and I just wanted to be awesome. And if anyone is learning to hear the Lord and is intrigued by it, then I would say practice on every small thing you can. So that way, when the big thing comes and the chips are down and you really want to hear God's voice and act on it, you have many, many, many small examples that have built your confidence because it is never that God is not leading you. It can at times be that you're not in alignment to hear or you have fear, like I was saying earlier, you know, that can block or make you feel confusion and things like that. But it is never that God is not being clear with you to be hurtful. And... But I've only gained clarity by practicing and getting it wrong, quote unquote wrong, you know, like didn't have the result I expected, whatever, whether we know that's wrong or not, we don't know. Right. But every time Jesus, I'll swing and I'll miss. And I have this vision of me looking back in the stands and he's going, that's my girl. That's her. That's her. Because he's just so excited. I'm in the game. Absolutely. So that's what I thought on the way driving to her house. Uh, this might be a swing and a miss, but if I do, Jesus is never mad at me. He's always going, oh, great, swing. And sometimes you hit it and know it, and sometimes you don't know if you hit it or not. Wow. I mean, you just, yeah. and you know, Mark, you don't know. Like, yeah. you hear God say, take a right, and you take a right, and you get home yeah. a different way, and you don't know, did that save you from a wreck, or was that him? Like, that's just part of practicing. It's this, it's this energy of practicing and the humility that comes with practicing. Because if you give yourself permission to swing and miss, you're giving yourself permission to try. And the more we practice, the finer that listening becomes and it gets a lot clearer. You know, the more we're willing to 
go for it, even if it's incorrect. Amen. Amen. That is such good advice, such good counsel. That was um, that was huge. I'm so glad you shared that. I love that. Love it, love it, love it. So you know that um, we take these testimonies and um, we put them together and bind them. And I don't know if you, I can't remember if we've talked about this, but um, we take all these and we're, we're putting them in the book. We're going to create a, a, like a Stacking Stones 2023. Of the awesome. So I like to ask folks, um, even though you gave a really good, um, what you might say to your kids, I would love to just invite you. Is there something you would impart, something you would give is uh, guidance, wisdom for your children or your children's children's children. You're like, hey, I, I give testimony of the Lord today. But you know what? If I could tell them one thing, um, like a stacking stones, like part of like testifying, what would that be? Would it be different than what you just shared? Would it be something else you would want to tell them? I'm thinking about my kids. You know, they're young, four and eight, and we practice hearing the Lord's voice a lot in our home. Like I... If I'm doing like if they'd been in the car with me about the whole thing with Fedora, I would have been saying that out loud so they can see it, you know, in action and things like that. So so they're kind of used to seeing it. And and sometimes it's messy and sometimes it makes sense. And they're kind of getting OK with that. But really, the main thing right now that's playing out in our home is nightmares are a new thing. Once kids become three to four, their like cognitive ability to have a nightmare begins. And so um, we're walking through that with my youngest and I'm trying to teach her. Um, how do you feel after you've heard the thing? Kind of similar to what we talked about at the beginning. If when you hear, don't do that, or, and you're filled with dread, hopelessness, fear. I mean, we've all had these thoughts before, right? Where something will happen in our body fills with chills, not in a good way. You know, like you can feel like evil is a dramatic word for it, but we know what we're saying, you know? Um, and I used to feel that and think, oh, God's giving me like a stop sign. And now I, what I'm trying to teach them is his voice, even if he's giving you a strong word will always come in a flow of love. Mm. It, your body will not be laying in your bed, petrified to move. Like that's not God. Um, it will not be, if you don't do this here, are all the ways that your life is going to be horrible. Right. Like, using your imagination to hurt your own feelings, you know, picturing just a domino effect of everything horrific that's going to happen to you if you don't do this. Um, it's not attached to massive punishment, not massive fear-based punishment. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's what I would say for kids is you're going to have a lot of thoughts in your life. And a lot of them are not going to be God pay attention to how you feel in your soul and your body and your mind. And if when you hear certain thoughts and it's immediately associated with fear, guilt, or shame, then he will never communicate to you in that way. That's so good. Amen. Amen. Love it. Love it. And I concur. Definitely. He's a sweet and kind, loving God. So um, the closer yes. you get to them, the more you see how kind he really is. Yeah, I know so much. So wonderful well thank you Lindsay. so thank appreciate you. you today so thanks everybody for listening we'll talk to you next week have a good one bless if you would like to give a testimony of hearing god or seeing a miracle we would love to hear from you we invite you to pray and ask the lord if this is a time for you to share that testimony and if it is we would love to hear from you uh, please email us 
Our email is info at stackingstones.life. Info at stackingstones.life. We just pray that the testimony of Jesus will encourage you to pursue him even more. God bless you.